Hello, good evening, and welcome to Seascapes. On tonight's programme, we're back at the Southampton Boat Show, visiting some of the exhibitors and looking at some of the boats. It's the nearest we have in Ireland to a boat show at present. Last month, the Southampton Boat Show was held for the first time in two years. It's one of the biggest in Europe, and there were hundreds of exhibitors selling all types of boats, yachts and equipment. The boats range from £1,000 for a paddleboard to multi-million pound luxury motor yachts which are destined to spend their lives in the Mediterranean or the Caribbean at the whim of their billionaire owners. Some of the boats you're going to hear about tonight would be just dreams for most of us, but really nothing wrong in dreaming. There was really everything there. There were a number of exhibitors showing electric outboard engines. They are eminently suitable for small boats. They're light and clean and easy to store, and while they are more expensive than traditional outboards, they require no maintenance. I visited the biggest electric engine stand. Uh, so, uh, my name is Steve Bruce, uh, and um, I actually represent ePropulsion specifically. Um, uh, ePropulsion has been going since 2014, uh, and this is the company that brought the DC direct drive e outboard mar- motor to the market. Okay, so these are electric outboards. They're a whole new revolution in the way you might have an outboard engine. Well, uh, yeah, it's not so much a new revolution now because this company here have been doing it since 2004. This company have been doing it since 2014, but certainly we've noticed this year the world has woken up to it. To, I mean, to put numbers on it, you know, last year we might have done 350 of these into the UK and Ireland. This year we've done 1,600 so far, so okay. clearly the world's woken up to it now. Yeah. This one here is called Europulsion. Tell me about that one. So that's the E-Propulsion Spirit uh, 1 Plus. That's the latest variant from this particular manufacturer. Uh, and the beauty of this motor is it's the most efficient one. It only uses a 1,000-watt motor to, to achieve the results that the Tokido uses an 1,100-watt motor to achieve the same results. This one also benefits from a larger battery capacity, 1,276 watt-hours, versus the largest battery from Torquedo is 916 watt-hours. So you've got 30% more battery capacity, 10% more efficient. The net result of that is this one gives you 50% more range over the best thing you can get from Torquedo. Okay, just what would I use this on? A small fishing boat, a little tender for my bigger boat? Uh, All of the above, basically. That's good for anything up to one and a half tonnes. Uh, and that will push that at anything up to six knots, depending on how efficient the hull is. Okay, so you could put it on one of those Wally boats down there. Absolutely, any of those, okay. they, they do. Yeah, those those big classic boats, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the advantage of this, if you're using it on a, on a bigger yacht as um, a secondary engine or for your rib or whatever, is yes. that... There's no oil leak. Exactly. There's no petrol leak. Exactly. Yeah, there is no. The, the, the motor is in the bottom, in the pod behind the propeller. Therefore, it's being lubricated and it's being cooled by the water that it's operating in. So, no, no requirement for any water intakes or anything there. Um, so, there is nothing to maintain. There's no seals to worry about. Literally, nothing to maintain. Is it heavy? No. If I'm trying to lift it up over the back of my boat? It's, 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 it's also lighter than anything else because it splits into two. The battery itself weighs about 8.5 kilograms and then the motor and shaft weighs about 10.5 kilograms. Okay. So, so. 
the battery. Would you recommend that you have two batteries with that? I, most people ideally would have. Well, in fairness, very few people do because the reality of this is if you're using it on a small tender, for example, you'd probably use about 300 to 400 watts of uh, input power to achieve four or five knots in your tender, in which case you've got about three or four hours or 10 or 12 miles available to you on a charge, which is okay. which means you're only going to be charging it up once, once a week or once a fortnight or whatever for the average. I'm on a fishing boat, a small open fishing boat down a big lake in the west of Ireland. Would I carry a second battery? Then, yes, yeah. the fishing guy, if he's... I mean, in reality... So if, he, if he's going to do more than 10 or 12 miles in a day, then yes, yeah. it's, it's okay. easy to hop swap the batteries, yes. Yeah. How much do these go for? What's the price range? Uh, yeah, so in this, in, in, this, in this range you're looking at the Trikido, uh, the street price on that is £1,800 and the e-propulsion is £1,650. So it's, it's a bit more than a small output? Well, it would equate to, I mean, if you imagine this would replace anything between two and a half and six horsepower, um, if we go in the middle of that, four, four or five horsepower, you'd be spending eight, nine hundred pounds on something like that. But then, then you're committed to getting, uh, in order to maintain your warranty, you're committed to having a service every year that's going to cost you 150, 200 pounds. So actually, cost of ownership, although you've spent a bit more up front, it's going to save you money in the long run. It's completely silent. Completely silent. Can we turn it on? Absolutely. So all we can hear really is the water splashing around in the tank. Exactly that. Yeah, that's it. There's no noise at all. Yeah. What's the life of something like this? And is it fully salt waterproof? It, it is. It's IP67 it's rated to, um, but I've heard stories from owners where they've actually dropped the whole thing in the sea in two, three metres, and it's taken them two or three days to get it back again, and all they've had to do is dry the connectors off and plug it in and off they go. Okay, you plug it into an ordinary plug? Uh, yeah, you can charge it from a main supply. If it was a normal 220, 240 volt main supply, an empty battery would be full again in eight and a half hours. You can charge it from 12 volts, you can charge it from okay. renewables. So you can charge it on your yacht or whatever? Yeah, you can even charge it while you're using it. Uh, you know. okay. mm. Tell me again how well they're selling as a comparison to last year, because I've seen a couple of them this year already. Yep, so last year we did 350, this year so far we've done 1,600. So. And that was Steve Bruce of ePropulsion. Now, it really seemed to me that electric engines would have completely replaced small outboards within the next couple of years. They do cost more, but there's no maintenance or service bills, and the benefits in clean technology and the silence are really enormous. And as with all new battery-powered technology, you'd expect the price to fall as time goes by. And just about at the other end of the tech scale was one exhibitor who caught my eye. Dad's boats, as they are known, were some of the most stunning boats at the show. They are narrow, pedal-powered inland waterway boats, just made for your summer picnic afloat. My name's Stephen Pickheffley. I run a company called Dad's Boats. And people often think that's, well, that's boats for dads. It's not. It's all about my wife's dad, my father-in-law. It's a boat invented by him and designed by him. And um, we've had them in the family for over 60 years. And just recently, it's landed in my lap to turn some of his wooden boats into these production boats here. No, they're absolutely beautiful. They're meant for inland waterways. Just describe it to me. Um, you sit facing each other. Okay, it's a very narrow boat, a bit narrower than an ordinary rowing boat. Yes, it's our own design. It's not a conversion of anything. It's a father-in-law's design. You both sit facing each other with a set of pedals in front of you, a set of pedals in front of each of you. 
but you're both pedaling naturally as you would on a bicycle. So you're pushing away from you, and there's a very clever gearbox in the middle that takes those counter-rotating shafts to drive a propeller, which is really efficient, and the person facing forward steers, which we thought would be a good idea. Okay, so that's your little steering stick there? Yeah. Beautiful colours. They're probably, what, four feet across at, at the widest? Yes, in metres, um, she's 5.35 metres long and 1.1 metre wide. The hull is GRP, yeah. but you've got wood trim, everything else more or less is either stainless steel or leather. Yes, that's well these are actually leather imitation, the seats, I can't try and pass them off as leather. But yeah, um, plastic GRP hulls, but it looks like a hard chine timber boat because I moulded directly from father-in-law's timber original. You've got your little picnic basket in there behind the driver's seat. It, let's, you know, you could see yourself in Oxford or is it Cambridge along the canal there in the 1930s? Well, the rivers and canals, lakes, that's the place that um, we use them. We use them in the Norfolk Broads, that's where we're based. Um, we've had them in our family, as I said, for over 60 years. So we know a bit about chains, pedals, propellers and uh, how to get the best out of them. If we wanted to buy one, how much would it sell us back? This version here, our elite version, is £12,000 at the show. They retail just under thirteen, but that includes everything as you see it, with the, the nice flags and the, the timber finish, everything. And we do have another model that we do, an entry-level model, for £8,500. Yeah, so this is for a, a river, a canal, a, yes. a smallish lake? Yeah, rivers, lakes, canals. Um, we have customers on Loch Lomond, um, Lake District, Norfolk Broads, places like that. They're ideal for some of Ireland's inland waterways, I can tell you. Right. But there is a story about them being taken to sea. Because father-in-law, when he built his first two-seater back in the 60s, in 1968, he circumnavigated the Isle of Wight in his first two-seater pedal boat. Okay. And we have family cine film of that just to prove it. He obviously <laughs> lived to tell the tale. He did. He's now 87. He's still going strong and still building boats. If we wanted to have a look at your boats, what's your website? The website is www.dadsboats.com. And if you have a quiet moment someday, you could do worse than checking out dadsboats.com. One thing which strikes you immediately at the Southampton Boat Show is the sheer size of the leisure marine industry in the UK. There are literally hundreds of UK manufacturers making boats and other equipment. Another one that caught my eye was Honor Marine from Dorset. Yes, uh, my name's Tim Oltham, Honor Marine. Uh, Honor Marine has been building classic boats for over 50 years. Uh, first in Totnes for the first 30 years, then up in Rochdale for 20, and now down in Swanage and Dorset. We've recently launched the Tamaris 19. Beautiful boat. It caught my eye. Thank you. Uh, coming, Thank along, you. coming along with yes. among all these other well, boats. Actually, as you can see, in, in Irish green livery, I mean, this boat was built by Bangor Shipyard in, in Ireland for, for many years, I would say decades, uh, designed by David Canal. Um, and originally launched in the 19, nine, about 1995. Uh, we've just taken it on as a, a very competitive boat to similar UK builds. Uh, we've been building similar boats for many years in the UK, and this boat for us ticks all the boxes. It has a very large cabin, probably the largest cabin and cockpit of any boat of this size. It's 19 foot long, and we've had a tremendous reaction from the show. Uh, so, yes, we've built our first one. Um, and uh, I think it's in, in for a good future. Now, just looking at it, a few things I see straight away. Yep. It's on a trainer. It's yes. got a full 
full keel we'll come back to that you can drop the mast down quite easily yes. you can lift up the bowsprit yes so compact the whole thing down absolutely right the mast is on a tabernacle so it easily folds down the bowsprit comes up at 90 degrees so it keeps your mooring cost down to and limited to just oh, a 19 okay. foot yeah. and so she's you a, can just shorten the boat she, on, on yeah. the yeah, absolutely. And she's, and she's a great trailer sailor she's on a single axle trailer so tradable with you know and i say an average size of state car you don't need a special license for a single uh, axle trailer? You don't, no, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, quite quick to rig, but I'd say the main advantages are the classic style. For me, the appreciation of sailing, over 50% of it is the appreciation of all the classic elements of the boat. You know, bronze cleats, um, bronze port lights, all, all the wooden masts and spars, tan sails. Um, to me, that, that's what I need in, in sailing. You'd carry an outboard engine? What size would you need? Yes, yeah, so a six horsepower extra long shaft, so quite a modest size of engine. That's all, all she needs. Yeah. They're handmade, obviously. What's the building process for something like this? Yeah, so it's um, hand laid uh, GRP uh, layup. Obviously, she takes months to make because it's all hand fettling, whether it's woodwork or GRP. I'd say the average build time is about four months. Okay. Uh, so we built one recently. We've had a, a huge amount of interest at the show, so it's very exciting. Now, if I was down in the southwest of Ireland, as you said, they were built in Ireland for many years. Yes. You, you go up to islands, no problem on this. Drop anchor in very shallow water. Yes, absolutely. The, the draft for the plate up is only one foot nine. Uh, plate down four foot. She carries a substantial amount of ballast, 440 kilos of lead ballast, and a substantial centre plate as well. Um, so very, very sturdy and, and carries a good amount of sail. Okay, you bring the family and friends out in this because it's got a big cockpit. Yes, yeah, very much so. As you can see, uh, you could sit six or eight individuals in the cockpit um, and uh, a very substantial cabin. This one's set out as a three berth with a kitchenette area as well. So you've got a nice little um, kitchen area with a double, uh, double burner, spirit cooker, um, works very well. What are these selling at? Sorry, the selling price is uh, 37000 uh, including VAT, uh, plus the cost of a uh, the trailer and the outboard. Okay, so if, if I was buying it and importing it to Ireland, you would sell it to me VAT-free? I'd pay VAT when I import it, plus a bit of duty, which is relatively low, is that, 10%. That's correct in Southern Ireland, yes. yes. Eminently doable. Yes, completely. Okay. How would we contact you if we're interested? Uh, yes, uh, our website is www.honormarine.co.uk. Um, that's probably the easiest contact okay. route. You do Transcom luggers, all these other type of well, English traditional boats. Yeah, this was. Or Devon Dabber. Yeah, they're originally called Drascom uh, Range. We, they're now called the original Devon Dabber. And Honor Marine has been building these boats for, for over 50 years. Honor Marine represented some of the more modest manufacturers at the show. But there are also multi million pound yachts for sale, like Sunseeker yachts. We heard from them on the program a couple of weeks ago. The prices really are mind blowing. But one innovative company I came across, SeaTech Yachts, wants to make luxury boats available at a more affordable price. But they're still going to cost you half a million. I'm Chris Gates. I'm the CEO of SeaTech Yachts. It's a, it's a newly formed company. Uh, we started in April, but we're a collection of industry experts. So, and everyone says that in reality. Uh, but to give you some idea of our pedigree, I was the ex-chief executive of Princess Yachts for 30 years. Um, uh, our operations director was a global service manager at a Sunseeker for 20 odd years. 
Um, our production guys are ex-princess for 30 years, mm. so there's seven of us that have basically been in the industry for 200 years. Um, fell into retirement, a lot of us, in, uh, into COVID, unfortunately. Uh, got very bored and decided that there's a big opportunity in the pre-owned market to deliver luxury. So we set up a company that specialises in design and refit of the classic Princess Fairline and Sunseeker boats that are out there. So we're, we're talking about motor yachts. We're sitting on one at the moment. Just tell me about this one and what you did for her. So this is a uh, Fairline Squadron 58. Um, the boat was down in the Mediterranean for uh, abandoned for a few years uh, by, by its owner because he couldn't get to it for, 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 for COVID reasons mainly. And it got a, a hugely sun damaged and it had been a heavily partied on for a good number of years. So if you look at our website... Good times. Brilliant times. Brilliant. They had a wonderful time on it. You can tell that because if you look at our website and look at the before pictures, it's a shocker. Really? It's a, a real shocker. What, what was wrong? Yeah. Well, the boats of this era, a lot of the uh, fabrics um, start to delaminate from, from their substrate. So that it's like the ceiling ha pa pa feels like the ceiling's coming down or okay. the wall coverings are coming off. Um, it was very dated interior. You know, the boat, uh, boats are actually a fashion industry uh, and they change dramatically. And there was a huge change in the in the late 90s, 2000s, where we had a lot more um, uh, female designers come in uh, and replace the, uh, uh, people like myself who were designing the interiors before in very masculine ways, and, we, and you can tell. You can tell the difference. So it was pretty basic, and it was falling apart. And so, what did you do to her? And I understand you worked very quickly within the space of five or six weeks. So th this boat had... It, uh, uh, about £40,000 worth of engineering work done. It had some service, some systems upgraded. It had uh, engine service generator problems resolved. So you can do all the engineering work as well. But the most impressive thing is it had a complete new interior, inside and outside, for about £90,000. Um, uh, that's made the boat look, look and feel like new. Okay. So if you bought this boat new today assuming it was here today it'd be 2.2 million in that in that order um, but you can have a boat that looks and f you can take a pre-owned boat for about 300,000 spend 100 120,000 on the interior and you so you're up to 420 and you've got what f looks and feels mm. like a brand new boat so you've obviously replaced all the wood, all the decking, yes. the gel coat. What do you do to the gel coat? Gel coat, this were, again, if you look at our website, this particular boat was as dull as dishwater. Um, and we've got some super gel coat technicians that spent weeks polishing this back, cutting it back and polishing it to make it look like new. Okay. What's its future going to be? It's, um, it's given its current owner a great deal of joy. Um, uh, he's had a wonderful summer this year with his family. He now sees the opportunity of getting to the boat of his dreams because he can see that he can have a, a new boat for a, uh, greater, a much greater value. Um, so he's actually putting this boat up for sale uh, and um, we're helping him find a, a brand new, a, a new second-hand boat to buy, a 70-foot boat, 72-foot mm. boat, and then we're going to do a complete refit on it for him as well. If we want to contact you if somebody has a boat they want redone how do they get in contact if they if they look at seatagyachts.com 
uh, uh, there's, a, there's a contact sheet on there, they'll be able to find us, we'll come back to them straight away. Do we have to deliver the boat to you or can you come and collect it? We're set up, we're, we've done all the boats, we're based in Plymouth in the UK, um, but we know that most of our work over the next five years, in a five year period, will be down in the Med. So we're set up with all the systems and all the way that we travel to do work at uh, a remote site. And you can still do it five or six weeks? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we're actually practiced on, the, on, the, on these boats as if they are in the Mediterranean. So we send in the team, they go on board, they're not allowed to back on board until we've, we take the, we come in, take all the materials off, uh, pattern up all we need to make, take it back to a factory, make it in the factory, pattern up in the factory, take it back to the boat and reassemble it as if we were building it from new. Many thanks to Chris Gates of SeaTech Yachts. Now I did say before that the very first thing that strikes you when you go to the Southampton Boat Show is the sheer scale of the leisure marine industry in the UK and also the amount of money being spent there. It employs hundreds of thousands of people and is worth billions to the economy. And the sheer number of yachts being fully manufactured in the UK is really something. It's an industry which is very small in Ireland, but maybe it's one which can benefit from Brexit. Brexit means that it's now very difficult to bring a second-hand boat from the UK into Ireland. Unless you can produce the original VAT receipt, you'll be hit by a VAT bill and a 10% import duty on a boat which is not new. As the UK was the major source of leisure boats for Ireland, there are lessons there to be learned from SeaTech yachts by Irish boatyards. There probably will be many owners who are looking for upgrades of their existing boats. Now the very last stand I visited in Southampton had a boat, a motorboat, which caught my eye. They're called Supermarine. Well, my name's Mark. Um, we are Supermarine um, Motor Yachts. We're based in Chichester on the south coast of the UK and we make the Supermarine Spearfish 32. It's right here in front of us. It's like a James Bond boat. Yes, it's, it's, it's sort of, people have said that uh, it's, uh, it's the next James Bond or, or Aston Martin boat of the seas. So uh, we're very proud of that. We've recently sea trialled it and thoroughly tested it with motorboats and yachting, powerboat and rib, and they are a- absolutely sort of shocked by the performance of her. Tell me something about her. What size is she? What kind of an engine does it have? What luxuries does she have? Yeah, she's, uh, the actual hull is 32-foot spearfish. It was designed back in 1968. Um, we're running sort of V8 diesels in her, two V8 diesels, 370 horsepower each. She'll do top speed of around 48 knots. Um, and we, we have redesigned the boat from the hull up. The hull was designed in 68, and we've redesigned the deck and interior and cockpit uh, and brought it basically into the 21st century. Looking at the cockpit here, you've got an awful lot of electronics. Yeah, it's, it's all electronics, so that's the modern-day boat. Um, there's a lot of electronics. It's got sky hook, it's got um, a joystick control, and uh, the performance on her is actually breathtaking. Okay. You have others in the pipeline. You have pictures of them here, much bigger ones. Yeah, we, we, we already have a 43-foot boat in build. Not in build, sorry. Uh, we have one in design, and we should be producing that the year probably in 2022. What's your market? Who is buying these kind of boats? Um, buying these type of boats is people that like a thrill on the water, 
She's a very fast boat, very solid boat, excellent in a in a good heavy sea. Um, so we we'll be looking sort of at that market. It's really the guy with the Aston Martin with the Bentleys, and they want something that's very similar out on on the water. <laughs> Sounds nice. Now, if I want to buy this and import it into the EU, it's made in the UK. What's my tax situation? Right, we we would sell you the boat tax free, and then you would have to pay your import tax on the country where you're going to import it. Which is, I think, in Ireland, I think it's about ten percent. Yep, that's it. Then ten percent. I mean, we have just sold one to Sweden. Um, that will be ready in May next year. And he will pay 20% import tax into Sweden. Okay, you pay, you pay that plus VAT. Yes, indeed. How much is it going for? This this particular boat out on the water with the V8 diesels um, is is around 380,000 with the VAT. Where can we find it? Where can we have a look at it? Your website. Our website is Supermarine Motor Yachts Limited. Best of luck. Nice to meet you, Fergal. Hope, hope you have a lovely day. And I did have a lovely day. If you dream about boats, it's well worth looking at Supermarine Motor Yachts to admire the spearfish. I went to the Southampton Boat Show on a day trip from Dublin and it's eminently doable by flying to Gatwick and then taking the train. And if you have an interest in these things, when it comes around again next year, it's worth going to. But I guess, if you're going over to spend £350,000 on a spearfish motor yacht, you could probably treat yourself to a night in the Claridge Hotel. And that's it for Seascapes for this week. We're back at the same time next Friday. Everything on the programme's podcast, it's on our website, rte.ie slash seascapes. And if you want to contact me or the programme, the email is seascapes at rte.ie. If you're anywhere on or near the water over the next week, stay safe. Seascapes is presented and produced by Fergal Keane.